Hello and welcome to episode 48, How to Build a Property Development Business Through Good Relationships. Really looking forward to knocking out this fantastic episode with the amazing Bob Anderson. We're going to look at how you can grow your business through great relationships and the impact of negative relationships, so things you'll want to avoid. So let's jump into episode 48. Hey, welcome to episode 48, Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton, how to build a property development business through great relationships. But before we get started, giving away a copy of Property Millionaires Exposed this week going to Jed Prater. Had a great yak with Jed on the phone this morning. He's looking forward to joining our membership when we relaunch in, a, in maybe six weeks or so. So that will be exciting. And the post to you anyway, Jed, looking forward to that. You will be. And... As usual, the amazing Bob Anderson here with me today. And Bob will be um, really unpacking the impact good and bad relationships have on property development. Also, just a bit of credibility around Bob, over a billion dollars in developments. The man's not afraid of anything in every single state, in every single... Only you. Yeah, only me. <laughs> in every single um, economy, all of those things. So... He knows what he's talking about, um, over 300 million in joint ventures alone, uh, there's a lot, the, the, the bucket list is pretty good, uh, pretty amazing. So you're in good hands by listening to his advice and let's jump in, thanks Bob, thanks for coming again and talking. Yeah, sounds good, I like this subject. It's a great subject, relationships, mm. how to build a property development business through good relationships. Yeah, absolutely, pretty important. I mean, why? What, what, why? Why is it important to have good relationships within property development? What's the result? Well, I think just everything flows better and faster and stronger. Like better, Steve better, Austin. Faster, stronger. It's six million dollars. <laughs> yeah, six million dollars. For yeah. those of you who are old enough to know who that was. That was a lot of money when that series came out. Six million dollars, I know. S- now it's 70s nothing. Or whatever, I think know. I'm capital raising it's even and a half now, right now. You now. buy a good house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, you could just about buy the USA for six million. Yeah, yeah weird stuff. Um, yeah, I, you're spot on. I, I think it's important to have good relationships. And we'll talk about the different types of relationships, I guess, you can have in a property development. But, you know, faster, stronger, smoother, less stress. Mm. You know, property development can be stressful from time, time to time. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, issues come up, things we have to solve. And that's okay. That's what, we, that's what we do. That's why we make the big bucks. We know how to do that. But um, anything that helps property development run smoother is a good thing. Absolutely. And I think good relationships, whether it's with, you know, investors or professional people we do business with or within our own office, it's a great thing. Good relationships. And, uh, oh, well, where would we start? Joint ventures, perhaps? Why not? Because on the 7th of May, which is two days after this comes out, if you're in Brisbane, it might be too late. It might be full by then, I'd say. Mm, we're having fast. we're having an event for uh, from 2 to 5 and then stay for a beer with Bob afterwards. And me, of course, I don't drink beer, though. I might, you could have a wine with me. And we will be uh, unpacking joint ventures, which will be a fantastic uh, way for you to understand joint ventures, really, and what's possible for you. And but the thing is, with, uh, with uh, what we offer, we're always quite real about the expectations that people can have when it comes to everything we teach and show people. So I forgot the question you asked, Bob. Did you ask one then? Not yet. I wanted to talk about joint ventures, though. Eh? <laughs> oh, 
that's right. Oh, that's right. And then I went off on a wee tangent. Oh, well, yeah, I let's don't, talk I don't about. Well, let, you're looking forward to that event too. Oh same God, as I am. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, for the price of a pizza. That's what I say. Yep. In fact, we spent more than that on a pizza the, a couple of weeks ago, and I forced you to have one. You don't eat pizzas normally. I forced you into it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's off the subject. Joint ventures. Uh, relationships. Well, that, there's a pretty important relationship, you know, joint ventures. And I suppose we could uh, unpack by, that by saying, you know, if, you're, if there's two people in it, what role do they take on? Like, Yeah, good point. Uh, because not only is there a zillion ways of cutting joint ventures, there's, there's different types in, in the respect that, you know, you could, have a, you could be doing a joint venture with an investor. Let's say, we'll, we'll call that person an equity partner or a money partner, whatever you like. It doesn't really matter. One person's got the money. You've got the know-how. Uh, and call it the smarts. The smarts. One's got the bucks, one's got the smarts. <laughs> bucks and smarts, that's what we want. And, the, and when you combine those things, you get a great development. But it could be something where you might have a pat, what I call a passive investor, let's say. And that could be an example. Let's say you're doing a joint venture with your dentist. No, no, you've got a good relationship with your dentist. And, uh, you know, while you... I've got your dentist. Well, that's why you've got a good relationship. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. had that dentist since I was at... And that's exactly it. It's about the I, relationships you have long term as well. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. Because the dentist you go to is the dentist I go to. I went to his father. His father owned the business before he did. His father retired and left the business to, the, to his son. His son's probably almost retired. And, and that's... Yeah, relationships. Uh, his father was a great dentist. I kept going to him. His son was just as good a dentist. I keep going to him. But the relationship was good. Had it been a rubbish relationship, you would not have got... That would, the relationship wouldn't have carried on and I wouldn't be there now. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I hadn't even thought of it. But back to the subject. If you're doing, let's say, a joint venture with your dentist... Now, your dentist wants to keep doing what they do. They want to fill teeth, extract teeth, whatever they do. Uh, they <laughs> whatever they do, I don't like They don't it. necessarily want to know all the ins and outs of property development. They don't want to get involved, boots and all, and do it. They, they're really most likely just out to make money. And that's a great reason to do something. So, in that case, uh, you, as the developer, would be doing all the day-to-day work, the management of the project... You'd report to the money partner and they might only want to report every fortnight or monthly even. Uh, now, that's, that's a fairly easy relationship in the, as long as everything goes well and you report and do what you're supposed to do. Uh, pretty easy relationship. More than likely, that partner, if you like, that money partner, equity partner, whatever you want to call them, your investor, the dentist, they don't necessarily want to learn how to do property developments. They don't probably won't want to do anything really. No. They're there to make money. That's a great reason to do something. Uh, so that, that's a reasonably easy relationship, providing you do what you're supposed to do, manage the project, report periodically, whatever it says in your agreement with them, it should run pretty smoothly. Mm. Where you can sometimes get conflict is when you've got two people, uh, one might be the money partner, the other person's the so-called doing partner, but they won't, both want to do. Mm. Now that can often happen, let's say, within our development community. Let's say uh, you and I are running a workshop and, and two people there decide to get together and do a, do a joint venture. You know, one's got a good chunk of money, the other one wants to do the work, but that's when you can get a little bit of conflict because basically because they both want to learn more about property development, they both want to do, they both want to be involved in it. Mm. And so you can get this sort of conflict, first of all, about who's doing what. And you need to delineate who does what. Like, you don't want to both be doing the same thing. It's time-wasting. Well, time-wasting. Where I have seen it work well within the, you know, within, you know, people within our development community 
it's where they split the task. Now, I'm thinking of, of, of a couple at the moment, two friends, in fact, two lady friends who, who did quite a few projects. One was really good at the front end. Uh, like she used to like to go out, uh, meet real estate agents, look at deals, uh, you know, that sort of relationship building thing, mm. meet architects. The other one was probably pretty good at that, but quite analytical. Mm. So she was much better at doing the due diligence and crunching the numbers, which mm. is a very important part. And, and also she tended to do a lot of the project management. So they decided to look at each other's strengths and to divide it up that way. And sure, they communicate well with each other, but they had separate roles. Mm. And, you know and how you started well. that conversation off? You actually said, and they did quite a few developments together. So what what we're saying is how to build a property development business. That, like by looking at, if you're working with somebody like that, working, picking the part that is your strength. And mm. you, you nailed it also, Bob, when you said it doesn't necessarily mean that that the other person didn't have that skill it just wasn't their strength like what is the what are you yeah. very good at like i'm way better at cooking than you're better at eating i'm better at cooking that's just how it is that is my strength but you know Fair it makes <laughs> it makes the relationship work i could barely eat my own food <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah that's, that's true but so if you wanted to grow a business by noticing and being aware of having that open conversation at the start mm. you know mm. what is your strength and and then Having a line down like this is my role, that's your role. Yeah, yeah, and and so it can, it can become a little bit furry where both parties want furry. to actually do the work. <laughs> yeah, furry is a good word. You know, and that's when you really have to to separate it. And and ultimately, really, one should have the final say. And how do you organise that? Done it, I've done it well over three hundred million dollars worth of joint ventures, and I've never put myself in a position where I could get vetoed, because ultimately. If there's a bit of a stalemate, somebody has to make the final decision. So how do you do that? It's in the documents, in the agreement. You know, I've never talked about that. That's such a good way to do it. I didn't know that. Mm. You, you, be, just, you just get me to sign. Just sign that. <laughs> I need to read some like fine a pre, print. Bit like a prenup. <laughs> it's a but, fine print. <laughs> but that's that's important as well. Mm. Is where the voting power goes. Um, so I mean, you're you're involved in a few joint ventures yourself. Mm. Uh, when I'm definitely just. Um, straight the, out money partner on the sideline don't care well you do care I mean care about the result and I and, get and the watch, updates but you don't get involved no in fact the other day she sent me some pictures of the, the, because it, there's a subdivision at the back and there's a house at the, and she's done a renovation and, the, and, she said, and she said oh can you notice what I've done and I felt like I was at school having to go through and compare what it was and Bob and I did it and then she goes I only get the elephant stamp you don't get the, the I don't get the star stamp because I missed <laughs> one of the changes like, oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> Got a lover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's It doesn't fun. affect the outcome because the, out- the outcome is you're a money partner, you're not participating in the day-to-day management you, you get reported to. And, and the same, you know, you're doing another project like that on the other side of the country where, with a good um, joint venture partner. Yeah, I'm pretty good at joint venture partner, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good at being a joint venture partner. Yeah, so... I just work on my strength. Yeah. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is potentially there can be more problems when both parties want to do the work. But that needs to be discussed, needs to be delineated, and it needs to be reflected in the agreement, the joint mm. venture agreement. You know, in case problems ever arise, you always go back to the joint venture agreement. Mm. So good relationships, you know, with, with joint venture partners, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, you've got professional relationships, which are really important with the professionals that we do business with in, in property development. A good relationship is so important. I mean, sometimes, you know, when, the, when it sort of runs off the rails a bit, yeah, it could be with an architect, could be with a planner, could be with an engineer, could be with anything. Uh, but good, I, I, I'm a relationship sort of person. I mean, you know that. 
I've got some very long-standing relationships with people. Yeah, your lawyer, you've known, when you were about 18 when you met him, and you're clearly past 45, so you've known him, but okay. (laughs) Clearly. But what what I love about that is recently we've had to, jumped through a few hoops for a couple of mentoring students, actually two different mentoring students, probably even three, and you've gone to your lawyer who went over and above what a normal lawyer will do on both, okay, on on three, or probably even more that I don't even know about. Mm. Well, that's because of that relationship. Yeah. His his mother was my accountant when I was a teenage entrepreneur. So there you go. I bet that that just gives the... (laughs) That's a relationship again. I had a relationship with his mother. What is it? you and the family well, like a dentist yeah I know and now a lawyer well if, if people are good and I enjoy working with them and, and they produce the goods mm. well, why would you change and so the, the fact that you've got those strong relationships it means it makes your um, your it's growing your business faster hasn't it hmm. another thing you do Bob is you pay your invoices not when they're due you pay them the day you get them yeah I do because I I value Good work, good performance, good relationships. So if it's been, if somebody's done a good job on time, on budget, a really good job, and they're not due to be paid for 14 days, well, why wait? I just pay them now. As a, as a sign of good faith, as a sign that I really appreciate their work. And you'll be surprised sometimes that comes back to help. It's hard, like, absolutely. for instance, if they're busy yep. and I need something, boom, straight away they'll do it. They'll push other people aside. Mm. Uh, to do that and and that's not why I do it but it helps Mm. Mm. so that's a great relationship to build there you go you've got you've got some good I I met some of the effect of some of your good relationships when we went to New Zealand over two years ago now uh, to renovate one of your properties and and it was just before Christmas and I, I said yeah this is not a good time to do a renovation you know the industry shuts down three or four weeks and we're just going to be stuck there waiting you know three weeks for a plumber and four weeks for a kitchen, not really understanding the relationships that you have with people. It was the 18th of December and I said, no, we'll have a new bathroom in before Christmas. He's like, what? And uh, yeah, I I just go straight to my tradies that I've used forever and it's send them a text and they just turn up. It was mind blowing really, wasn't it? I I remember, who was it? It was Christmas Eve. I think, I think the electrician came and he had we, had we had to get power disconnected because we're pulling the walls out and all sorts of stuff. We had to get power disconnected. We had to get some of the cabling re- rerouted. <laughs> and, and I thought, here we go. We're going to go through Christmas and New Year with no power. And he rocks up on Christmas Eve, like 5 p.m., and worked in the dark. One of my strengths. Never seen it. One of my strengths is influence. <laughs> and it was Boxing Day. The plumber arrives and starts doing rough-ins. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that again, it's just those relationships, and like you say, paying immediately. Bob, how often did you and I sit and have morning and afternoon tea with the tradies, chat with oh, them? Yeah. Uh, when it was hot, I'd go and buy them ice creams, <laughs> like just, just coffees. All the coffees, yeah, morning, morning and afternoon all sorts coffees, of things, yeah. yeah, sausage rolls because that's what they like. So it's it's really that's relationship building, and it yeah. pays off. Mm, mm, mm. So, and what about the relationships that we have, even within like property mastermind, the business of property development, education, you know, there's sometimes, well, look at Pete, the mentoring student who yeah. you are now building a retirement village with, like that's a life changer for him. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, he, but he deserves it. Um, so yeah, Pete, Pete did our mentoring program and then got on to a, um, 
It's a bit like if you go on fishing for, you know, a little brim or something and you get a marlin on the line. It was a bit like that. So <laughs> Pete went fishing for something, ended up with a, with a potential retirement village uh, on his line. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was, it, it was heading west and yeah. starting to strip the line off his reel. There's a few fishing analogies for you. Dad a drag uh, in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah, dragging him around like, like the old man in the sea, except that he's, he's quite young in his 30s. But, um, yeah, that's how that relationship started. So I, I joined him on that project and, and the rest is history. So he's my business partner within that project. But yeah. that, that starts as a relationship with somebody who, you know, there's got to be a mutual respect, doesn't there, Bob? Yeah. Well, it, well, it's in the mentoring program, which is a pretty good start because... People pe- are serious. People are serious to be in the mentoring program, but and we're serious seriously wanting to help them mm. and that's how relationships grow mm. you know we've had uh, good business relationships from you know through initially through the mentoring program and personal relationships mm. you know even when we travel down south we end up staying at some friends mm. you know places you know like that's how it, that's how it happens it's relationships in life it's business and it's of course personal sometimes business overflows to personal or can go the other way too of course but um yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's that's a relationship that Pete and I have, and that'll continue. Mm. You know, we're looking at other stuff beyond that, beyond what we're doing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but professional re- relationships are important. Uh, you know, just just for the sake of being able to get things done when you want them done. Mm. You know, not having to wait too long, uh, and also sometimes, like if you've got a good relationship and there's ongoing work, they'll do stuff for you. What I call on the punt or for free. I mean, there's lots of benefits in having good relationships, but ultimately. Uh, it, it means good performance. It means, like you said before, faster, stronger, better, or whatever those it, words it, were. It will build your business faster if your relationships are good. So the reason this podcast came about is because you had a meeting with somebody who who had would been a, a past student, and they rang and said, hey, Bob, I'm, I'm up in Queensland. Can I catch up for a coffee? And, yeah, so you had coffee, but he'd invested some money with people, and he was upset that they had stopped speaking to him yeah not, never a good thing no when and you're this... dealing with investors yep. communication is everything yeah and look things go slowly things happen you know but um it's really important uh, that if you're working with investors that that relationship remains and and that in order to keep that relationship solid it requires communication. You can't just disappear. You know, if things are going a little bit off track or things are going slowly or whatever, uh, you can't just, like, disappear. You can't not answer the phone. That was the problem that was happening there, mm. is that the investor uh, wasn't, couldn't make, you know, get that communication. Emails weren't answered. Phones weren't, weren't answered. Calls weren't responded to. And that gets to. stressful for an investor because for some people... Yeah. You know, 100,000, 200,000, 300, whatever it is, or the super fund, or whatever you're investing, if you if you are having no response or nobody's getting back to you, it's like, has my money gone? Because there's enough mm. horror, horror stories well, now. Well, your mind naturally going. goes in that direction, you know. They've got my money. I, I know it's in a project somewhere, and, and particularly if like they can check on the project, see it's not advancing a lot or whatever's happening. It's pretty scary. Whereas mm. The truth is probably nowhere near as scary. Mm. But just got to, you know, keep that communication. But, you know, your investors, right. I mean, I mean that, that's another example of great relationships because this guy has been an investor with you, hadn't he? And, but yeah, he came yeah, to yeah. you to chat anyway and, as usual, the, because you have a relationship with him, you're like, sure, I'll have a coffee. Well, he's a former mentoring student. Yeah. He's got a relationship. He's been an investor as well. Of course I would, yeah. But 
you sort of when you came home and we talked about it you said you know I've never let an investor down I mean even if sometimes things have gone slow or something I've emailed immediately and mm. put them in the picture and you know how many of your investors Bob have come back and reinvested oh yeah so often. many well that particular fellow we're talking about there he was an investor in 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 a project uh, what I call seed capital investment so there was uh, four well, there's five investors in there uh, I, I was actually in there myself, and there was four others with an equal amount of money. That was at the very early front end of a development, what we call seed capitals, before you ever have a development permit or anything. So it's early early capital to really get things up and started and get development permit, pay consultants, that sort of thing. And uh, it, it, it hit a snag in that uh, council had a 180-degree turnaround and, and decided not to approve the particular project. Now, what that meant is I had to go to court. And I didn't, I went to court and I won. But that slowed the whole process down. So these investors were expecting to get their money out at a particular time, not long after the development permit came out. Mm. Now all of a sudden that's delayed quite a bit by having to go to court. But So I kept them informed. You know, I, I explained what's going on, I explained what the problem was, I explained what, I'm, what, I, what I intend to do about it. And then I kept them informed as time went on, where we were, we're obviously you know, advancing and eventually got to the point and it was some time after I had agreed to pay them back their funds, some time later, uh, but I paid them. And, and, I, and I didn't, because it was an interest rate return, I paid them for all that time. So, I mean, even though it went longer and, and maybe a couple of people were inconvenienced by the fact that they didn't get their money out when I said I was, I also paid them interest for that extra amount of time. So they're still accumulating interest even though the things are extended. And that's, that's the right thing to do. Mm. If I've got their money and I've got it longer than I said, then I'll keep paying them interest. And, uh, and, and I kept them informed that it was going on. As a result, uh, people have reinvested. Mm. So. so I think the importance of people understanding that. So if you're going to be using other people's money, OPMs, then if... It's, it's just vital you stay in touch with them and let them know what's going on, the good and the bad. It's a relationship. You want a relationship, a relationship of thing. trust. You want a relationship of transparency, of honesty. It's like, yeah, it's like it's all, like all relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, just keep doing the right thing. It always pays off. So in summary, Bob, you've had some great relationships that have made your property development career pretty special, pretty epic hmm. uh, and ongoing. What would your advice be to, you know, just to summarise to people around the importance of relationships or what the number one thing you think is, what, what, is, what or was, is there three? What would be the three oh. tips? Oh, sorry. Well, throw you in. <laughs> I think respect, which means respect for investors in, in, in that relationship, keep it trusting, keep it honest. Uh, and, and for professional people, respect their professionalism, assuming they're doing the, the job. Now, with consultants, never be afraid to sack somebody or to look for somebody better. But I think uh, respect, mutual respect, I think that's important. Mm. One professional to another, property developer to consultant, property developer to investor. Yeah. And, and choose who you do business with as well. You know, whether it's you know, a joint venture partner, don't just... Don't just do it because you need the money, uh, because it is a relationship. And, and I think be just be discerning. Take your time to do due diligence on whether it's professional, investor or whatever. Mm. Uh, and, and, and then having made that decision, uh, you, you stick with it. And, and look towards 
nurturing long-term relationships, mm. ones that you can repeat. You know, I've done had long-term relationships with builders, with architects, with, well, you mentioned a lawyer, you know, 40-odd years. Um, but, but I've also had short-term relationships with people where that experience wasn't great and I've moved on pretty mm. quickly mm-hmm. after one episode, let's say. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to move on, but nurture good relationships long-term. And good relationships can help your business grow better and faster and stronger. And with less less stress. Yeah, and I, d- I just think to cover off, Bob, you just almost said something vital there, is do due diligence on the relationships, on, on the professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do a bit of, don't just jump in because they sound nice, because... Mm, or because they're $200 cheaper than the other one. Yeah, yeah, not cheaper, and they, they sound nice because, yeah... Mm. Yeah, and you know, getting getting referrals, and all that sort of stuff to, that you do. But mm. yeah, no, certainly I, I'm, I've been blessed with having some fantastic relationships, long-term relationships, professional ones, which have been good for the business. And some of that's flowed over into personal as well, and, and which is great, you know. Mm. Okay, thank you, Bob. I think that's re- really good, a really some really good information there. A few tips, no doubt, and. Um, yeah, just really appreciate your insights on how to grow a good property development business through great relationships. You're welcome. See you next week. Bye.